welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, episode 9, Chasing Amy. Choo-choo, it's the D-Train, he has arrived. Cool. I'm your host, Denali. Uh, I'm Ryan. <laughs> and I am Chase. I'm a little thrown off. <laughs> I am farther oh, away guys. from my mic than our co- than our host. <laughs> was that loud? I don't know. It was really fucked up. You should not have gotten <laughs> close on my microphone, and then the rest of me talking, I lean forward and I turn my TV down. <laughs> <laughs> um well um now that our, our listeners are deaf and <laughs> on the floor from shock um this is our chasing amy episode we went over this a little bit last week um and uh it, it, we'll, we'll go over it a little bit this time uh, we are approaching the end of our ben affleck season um we've had a great season we're gonna do 10 Ben Affleck movies, and who knows? Maybe we'll we'll saunter on back the old uh, Affleck's attic someday. Um, but we're we're getting ready to shift into season two, do another deep dive um, into another uh, very good subject, actor, actress. We'll decide um, in our to state of the podcast. To be decided um, in our state of the podcast episode. Um, but for today, we do have chasing Amy. But before we get to that, um, how have you guys been doing this week? It's been a long week. I'm long week. Uh, I'm very happy to be here tonight. In, I'm in happy you're here as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it's a, it's a it, this podcast is always like a bright spot in the week. So uh, I, you know, I can just zone out for a few hours and have a good time. So uh, yeah, I always enjoy it once we start. But I there agree, is man. a I'm state of yeah. existential dread at 2 p.m. on Sunday when I'm like. Uh. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. <laughs> Sunday morning for me, but I, I just have to like fill the time. I have to fill the empty time on the day. Yeah. Well, um, I'm glad you guys like doing this. Um, I don't get a lot of social interaction uh, outside of <laughs> outside of work these days, so it's good to have uh, you know, it's good to keep that up because once we uh, once we get free out into the real world when all this is over, um, there's going to be an adjustment period, and this is going to help shorten that adjustment period because yeah, I think I'm just gonna screech if someone says hi to me in person and it's just... tough <laughs> no, even like going since i'm working from home even going into the office like if i had to share an elevator with somebody the other day uh-uh. oh my god no i said hey like not four okay times. we thankfully we have like a well this is a double-edged sword we have a two person per elevator rule so it's great and that you never get stuck in like a crowd but also when you're in a crowd there's an expectation like there's no expectation that you have to talk but if yes. there's just two people like you have to say you something gotta say <laughs> do you have any uh go-to icebreakers ryan when you're uh one of two people in an elevator um yeah so there's a hierarchy of employees where you get garage parking or no mm. garage parking and you know who gets garage parking like i don't have garage parking so if i'm in there with somebody who gets garage parking i make like a like a classism joke <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so you're, you're like, oh, hello, sir. Would you oh, like your shoes are dry. I'm just see. a peasant. <laughs> and, uh, the, and then if I'm in with somebody, with somebody who is not a garage parker as well, and we have to like walk across the street together, I'll be like, ugh, another day. <laughs> walking, <laughs> walking to the car. <laughs> so you're connecting to them on a class level of like, yeah, oh, we're very working class like in the office. <laughs> And then you show deference to the garage parkers. That's uh, it's very smart, Ryan. Whenever 
I'm in an elevator with someone else. Um, I usually like cough to fill up the space, but then I remember that we're in COVID times, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't a. I was I eating a cracker earlier, and that was just a cough earlier. But then I'm kind of talking more, and that you know, they don't say anything, and I'm like, sorry. Um, and they leave, and I say thanks. That's usually my uh, my go to formula. Jace, do you have anything good uh, for for elevators? Um. Uh... Elevators are my worst nightmare. The worst nightmare. Packed elevators and unfull elevators. When the thought of during COVID, me going from uh, like Yuri's floor, the fifth floor of our apartment building, mm -hmm. to the bottom floor, man, if it stopped on floor three. <laughs> yeah, when you hear that ding. Oh no, that wasn't Wee! enough time between dings. <laughs> okay, I um, I've got something today. I don't know how you it's gonna go, but I've but I've got something yeah. for you today. <laughs> oh, Jace has got um, something for us, Ryan. Oh, we're, we're no longer uh, taking Jace prisoner in our uh, in our yeah, little experiment. Sometimes I feel like uh, we're three people marooned in a boat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> and Jace is like the one who's not doing so well. Really? <laughs> and he's, well, we're just entertaining him in his final moments. <laughs> oh, we're doing like theater for him as he's uh, dying of gangrene. In the yeah. Part of the shit. <laughs> okay, so I thought about something. I thought about two things uh, okay. this week. Uh, I thought about one. While all separated and going through college, we all started playing tabletop role playing. Ryan, games. don't yawn. Ryan, you piece of shit. This is exciting. <laughs> Jace is getting into his. Exciting... It's nine o'clock. Okay, go ahead, Jace. How could you expect me to be fully awake? <laughs> I can't. Right. All I hear is wah, 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 someone changed my diapy. <laughs> Sorry, right? <laughs> Please go ahead, Jace. I'm crying. <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> do we, we want to restart the bit? No, no, I don't no, know that ahead, we need Jace. to. We keep interrupting. <laughs> Jace, please continue, Ryan. Let's give Jace the respect he deserves. I'm not doing He's not. Do not. <laughs> He's not long for this world. You need to let him have this. It's time for him to entertain us. I didn't do anything. Uh, uh, Go ahead, Jace. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ooh. Um. Uh, separately. Throughout the past ten years, uh, apart, we we've had we've got one thing in common separately. We've all played tabletop role playing games. We've all played either Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, or uh, recently Denali and I and our group switched over to Pathfinder Second Edition. Um, and the mm -hmm. so that was the first thing I thought of. We like playing tabletop uh, RPGs, but also I thought about something that I haven't thought about in a long time, which is uh, Cleverbot. Which is uh, that weird, you know, like AI oh. thing where you go online yeah. and you you talk Jace, to it. I just I just thought about that the other day. Like, whoa, yeah. I, I was I almost went on it the other day to see how much it went. See how much like has it evolved? Has it changed? Well, it hasn't how gone great. <laughs> it has not gone great for uh, our exercise for the evening. So I wanted to go through kind of a freeform D&D uh, &D improv scene where I'd be pulling information from Cleverbot. Oh my god. <laughs> this is good. So you're okay, going to take this. a somewhat free-thinking AI. It mm -hmm. really just parses the internet and also its own inputs that other people have given it. Yep. What kind of questions are going to be asking it? 
Um, well, I want uh, I have an idea for how the scene will take place after we get some uh, information. Um, and I'm also pulling from other randomizers on the internet, but uh, we're gonna go through. We'll do a, an exercise where we come up with your characters, um, where we come up with the, the third character, uh, and then um, you know some of some of the wag the zany things that end up happening. First thing that I want to know is I want you to uh, generate a name. Tell me. Okay, wait, wait, nope. Nope, that wasn't. Um, <laughs> give me a give me a first and last name. I'm going to use the generate. <laughs> you okay. broke him. Is this for Ryan? Clutterbot doesn't work? Yeah, is this for Ryan or is this for Denali? Uh, do me, do generate. me, please. Okay. I'm generate. Uh, it's thinking. Your name is Mon Blut. Oh. <laughs> That's a good name. Mon Blut. Mon Blut. It's like a, a French Star Wars character. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like almost like the the mountain, Mont Blanc. Should I? Okay, I'm going to type in generate a name again. Okay. Okay, Denali, this is for if you. If it's the same one, I'll also take it. Denali, you are also named Mon Blut. <laughs> okay, this time I'm gonna. Okay, that's what. Okay, I'm gonna do. Generate another name. This is the name generate of your. Okay. This is the name of your companion. James Blunt Bonfireheart. Ooh. Okay. Oh, that's a better. Can I? Can that be my name? Oh, I like that oh, one so much better. But that's your companion's name. Okay. 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 I'll generate. So we're, okay. we're, right. we're both named Mon Blut. But did are we two? Are we two halves of a hive mind? Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, fine. I'm Mon Blute two. You're Mon Blute one. You're um, you're kind of my superior, and we have James Blunt as our. How about companion. this? Can, can you be Mon Blute two, and I'll be Mon Blute three? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah. Give so a little bit of like... mystery. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mon Blute two and Mon. Blue. Go ahead. Give a second. Describe yourself. You can come up with okay. something if, if you have anything free format. I'm entirely gray. Okay. Um, I'm gray too. And my fingers are like, my fingers are really long and they don't have any joints. Mm. Uh, me too. Long, no joints, three eyes. Like oh, the that's are good. I only have one eye, but I used to have three and two of them have been gouged out. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, so you're like kind of like a hard. Yeah, you're like a, and I've got a, a lot of earrings. Okay, okay. And I've got those piercings that go down my spine, like the bar piercings, and they crimp oh, my skin badass. every few inches on my spine. Okay. Okay. I have a face tattoo, and it's of a uh, Mont Blanc, uh, Mont Blue uh, skull uh, on my face. And then uh, on my chest is written, um, I hate other Mont Blues. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be edgier than Ryan's. <laughs> and then I have um like sharp spiky teeth that are made of metal. All right. Okay. Um well, great. I've got a mental picture. I think and then our viewers brass do too. knuckles instead of fingers. Oh, okay, yeah. You already said something about your fingers. You don't have fingers? I know, I changed my mind. You no fingers, just brass knuckles. So they just end. You have a you have no two fingers? Two How do you hold on to the two brass ball knuckles? fists with with metal at the end? been surgically inserted okay go ahead okay james blunt bonfireheart um he looks like a guy with you know like a normal human with long brown uh 
hair that looks kind of wet at all times, and he has an Owen Wilson oh, yeah. nose, and that's basically what James Ooh. Blunt, the real person, looks like anyway. So um, he looks <laughs> just like him. <laughs> and to uh, to set the scene here, uh, let me just um, let me what is there a real person named James Blunt? Focus, Ryan. Focus. You said he looks just like the real person. Yeah, he's uh, an artist. Uh, James Blunt Bonfireheart, I think, is a song by an artist. <laughs> what I asked it oh. to, to generate a name, I, I think that's an actual artist. <laughs> um, hey, Monvolute 2 and 3, you've been hired by James Blunt Bonfireheart. It's approximately 3 a.m. in the morning, and I've taken some liberties with the location, but you are in the Oyagundo jungles. James okay. Blunt Bonfire Heart. Take notes. Hi oh, uh, he hired you in, um, name a town. He hired you in New York. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've come a long okay, way. 100% Blue has got to be something real because. He, yeah, okay. So he hired you in New York City to help him with his quest to find an item in the Oyugundo jungles. Okay. James Blunt Bonfire Heart. He's been having a troubled two days. Two days prior, he was hit by the dart of a local kobold's <laughs> dart gun. Has been okay. slowly deteriorating in health. He's sitting around the fire at this moment with his hand on his side, looking at you. <clears throat> he doesn't have COVID, though. Okay, okay. Yeah, good. Thank you. It's a cracker. <laughs> Thank you for, for giving me a crack. I'm gonna need you. You are welcome. I'm not gonna make it. I, I am aware. Guys. We do not fear death. We are a hive mind, unlike you, puny individual. Uh, I'm sorry my friend is so cold-hearted. Is there anything we I can do for you in your last moments? I Mon need Blute you. three, your nano chip is broken. <laughs> I, Please, sorry. I need you to. <laughs> I need you to go to the to the temple. You got to finish the job. Oh, the temple. Okay. You, you got to get it's. It's got to be just a hit. You I'm can't gonna... leave us, James Blunt. You have taught us how to love. <laughs> how are we supposed to know how to love without your guidance? James Blunt passes away in front of you. No! No! And defecates. Um. Oh. As expected. Monblut 3. Remember all of the great times we had in the Rockefeller Center with James Blunt? Yeah, he was a very talented ice skater. Indeed. Let us locate his prized ice skates. From the Oyogundo jungles. <laughs> yes, because that's why we're here. Um, the, the fire in your camp has died out. It's late in the night. But you do have a map uh, containing uh, the, the renditions of where you are in the jungle and uh, the short walk it would take to get you to the, jun to the jungle temple. Oh, a map. Okay. Can I read it? Yes. Yes, I'm so. a map, I'm a map, I'm a map, I'm a map. If That's there's the a place you've got to get, it's 
uh, well, if you say you're going to walk there, it's about 10 minutes away or something. Da da da, place you got to get. Is this the map singing? What is what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first it was uh, Mon Blue 3 or 2. <laughs> and then it was the map. The map finished okay. it. <laughs> okay. The map has a mouth. I Mon love Blue that 3. song. It's catchy as Please shit. Please read the map. And then I will the know what is on the, the map as well. Going. The map just says the place we're going is 10 minutes away, and it's that direction. I knew that, of course, because we are a hive mind. Let us head forward. <laughs> For a hive mind, you're asking me a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Monblood 3? Are you doubting my hive mind superiority? I am connected to the hive mind oh, since birth. Let's not, be th let's not be throwing around the word superiority when you don't even have any fingers and probably can't wipe your own butt. Yep. Monblood 3, if we had the ice skates right now, I would slice off the last eye stock you have, you blind bastard. You hear the rust you hear rustling in the leaves behind you. Uh, and the sk skittering across the forest floors. Stand behind me, Monblood 3. I will batter them with my brass knuckle fingers that you insulted <laughs> just moments ago. Go for it. Um, you maybe get the it's not idea like you that you could make a fist. <laughs> you get you the idea. Stick finger having bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you hear out of the bushes, and uh, um, if you knew Draconic, it would be like, Shut up. but it's like, yeah, he does have breadfish. <laughs> He's got breadstick fingers. <laughs> Let's eat him. <laughs> Um, so the voice coming from the bush? Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, you guys are being pursued by the kobold that shot your companion. Uh, oh. And, okay. and you, you imagine that there's quite a few of them in the bushes around you, uh, skittering about. Okay. So let's. We need to hurry up and run. I stay. I say we stay and fight. Monblood three. We are okay. Built for then death, you. How about this? You know. How about this? You stay and fight, and I will run to safety. Monblood 3, you are awfully cowardly with all your fancy piercings and tattoos. We are the hardest Monblutes. That is why we are sent on this ice skating mission with James Blunt. I will activate murder mode to save us both. Okay. okay. Ryan, I hear that you're running and leaving. <clears throat> and I want to go towards the cave. It's only a few minutes away. It's probably going to take them that long to kill Monblut, too. Okay. okay. So I don't want I don't want to split us up, so I'll run when Ryan runs because we're a hive mind. Oh, Mon who's the coward now? Monblut 3, you take off uh, in the direction. You're looking at the map in the direction of the temple. Monblut 2 uh, facing the, uh, the sounds in the darkness uh, with his fingerless brass knuckle hands um, before... Uh, the inevitable scene of 20 kobold jumping out and shooting darts at you. <laughs> and uh, you turning around like a loser and, and running and chicken it out. <laughs> when faced with the inevitable odds. <laughs> running through the dark forest, you can hear the calls of okay. birds and night creatures before you're presented with the opening to a large cave. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to ask Clever about something. Okay, so we go into the cave. Okay, you entered the cave. Uh, you oh, entered okay, rather yeah, rapidly, and I asked Cleverbot, is there a trap here? Cleverbot said yes, and I said, name a type of trap. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and it said horse. So. <laughs> <laughs> is it a trap for horses, or is it a trap that consists of a horse? So, I think a horse falls from the ceiling. <laughs> you 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 enter the cave, and uh, in your in your speed, uh, you step on a stone in the ground that was a a, a pressure plate, and a, a portion of the stone wall to your right drops, and uh, there's a horse. <laughs> Behind the wall. <laughs> uh, uh, what? Is it just minding its business, or is it angry? Uh, it's looking at you. Oh well, good what thing is I this? was born. I was born in the saddle. Okay. So I approach the horse with my breadstick fingers. Okay. Um, you begin to approach, and uh, the horse uh, turns around. I know enough never to approach a horse from the rear. Ooh. So oh, I try to circle around it. Okay. 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 Cool. This is good. Why don't you make your... Yeah, you approach the horse. You, uh, you, you circumvent the kicking horse trap. <clears throat> and it seems... Mm -hmm. uh, Does it approve of me? It, it seems... Mm, seems timid. It seems... What if I go? What if I go? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and roll your d twenty, and okay. we'll we'll play in the five e bounds. I'm gonna give you advantage for circumventing the horse trap. Oh great! You told me so. For background, you told me to grab a dice. Correct. Yes. A die. One dice. One dice. We're only gonna need d twenties. Yeah. To uh, to roll in this circumstance. And the numbers will go up from 1 to 20, not your normal dice. So we'll see. I've never rolled this oh, dice explaining before. explaining for the... For the viewers. I've never <laughs> rolled this dice before. This is, this is a virgin dice, by the Ooh. way. It looks for, Yeah. Ooh, first roll, roll, baby. Yeah. Ooh, it's I love the color. Beautiful. Oh, boy. It's going to be a good one for me. 19. Wow. Okay, you have advantage. Ooh. Do you want to roll again, just in case? There's a five percent well, chance. I'm gonna roll, roll again. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but I'm. Gonna, I love that first virgin roll on this die. Nineteen. That's a good roll. And a three. And a three. Okay, we're combining systems here, so there's a pretty cool. There's a pretty cool critical system in Pathfinder where if you get ten above the roll, the the DC the number, it's a critical. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna go say you got a critical success. Here, Hell yeah. for moving around and getting up to this horse because you evaded the trap All portion, right. and you describe. Okay, describe what you. Yeah. So I put my hand out and I say, "Oh, it's okay." The horse kind of. I think I've seen a horse like kind of do like a a bow down thing. That's probably like trained to do that, and they hate it, you know. But it like yeah. puts its head down and it's and, I, and I touch its haunch. Mm. And then I work my way up to its shoulder. Okay. Yeah. Break a piece of one of your fingers off, you freak. I said that. <laughs> Where are you at when, when all of this is occurring? Are you just at the entrance of the uh, cave I'm still? Just... Yeah, I'm, I'm horrified in the background, yeah. Mm. Okay, um, you hear a, uh, you hear, you hear a voice, um, or the, the horse bends down, the horse stands up and it looks at you, and it goes, You have passed the first trial. You may enter the temple. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, bah! and then it runs out of the cave. <laughs> oh, dear God. Well, cool.
Uh, Excellent did work. Chance, did you by chance get that horse's number? Because I didn't. I did not, and I do not know what you were referring to. Number. We are from a numberless race. A we're race named math. two and three. <laughs> Those are... <laughs> Those are, are just linguistic quirks. Okay, uh, as, as the horse runs out of the cave, um, uh, f you couldn't previously see them uh, in the dark because they were set back, but I assume your gray forms have uh, dark vision. So you can probably see in kind of grayscale in this situation. But uh, fire ignites from either side of the cave, leading down uh, on the left and right as, uh, you, uh, as if to uh, light the way deeper into the darkness towards the temple Ooh. for you. Can I touch it? Does the fire seem real or does it seem like an illusion? Uh, it seems it's... It's hot when I get near it's it? It's hot. It's hot, yeah. Shall we head down the hallway? Mon Blue too. I'm look here. It's, the stage is yours. Yeah, let's okay. go, uh, buddy. I'd like to head you down the first. Hallway. Okay. Aren't you trying to prove how, how much more hardcore you are than me? I'm trying to tailor my questions to a creature that has no fingers. Um, what question? <laughs> what question should I ask Cleto no, no, about next? What What's at the end of the cave? Let's do a. Uh, yeah. What's What's at the end of the cave? Okay, purple light. Oh, purple light. Okay, there's there's um, a there's a shimmering purple curtain of mysterious energy as you approach the end of this section of the cave. Okay, um, what's behind the shimmering purple curtain? Because I'm gonna pull it open. Okay, um, I would like you to uh, roll your digital d20 because you don't have fingers, and I okay. want to see how hard it is for you to open the. Yeah, he's gonna just have to curtain. stick his fist through the curtain and pull it open with his forearm. I could. That's you could do that. That's fine. You don't need fingers to open it. I got a nine. Okay. Um, does Sorry. no hands open the purple light curtain? Cleverbot says, "What was before the Big Bang?" That's pretty existential. So uh, no. <laughs> I, I think you go to touch the purple. You go to touch the purple light curtain, and you disappear. Uh, from Montblanc yeah. 3's vision. Disappears oh. out of existence. <laughs> this turned into like a Lovecraftian horror as I like phase through our dimension. Do I, so, can I go up and touch where he was? Is he invisible or is he like he's gone? Uh, as you walk up and you attempt to move your hand through the space, there's no uh, physical barrier. No, resistance. no indication that he is there, but invisible. Mm. Can I am everywhere and nowhere. You do hear him say, I am everywhere and nowhere. Oh. The true hive mind is nothingness. Yeah, I guess we're a hive mind. What do you see, Mon Blue 2? I see uh, James Blunt. <laughs> He's figure skating. <laughs> he is happy. Um, is Mon Blue, are you, are you dead, Mon Blue 2? Are you in pain? It's very cold in here. Mom Blue, oh. you're you're in a uh, you know keep going. Sorry, I like this. This is better. <laughs> you're cold. Um, can you can you feel your heartbeat? We have no hearts. That is a trick question. Mm, so it I is Mom Blue too. I'm speaking to. <laughs> when we were birthed from our egg sacs two hours ago. 
I went through extensive questioning. <laughs> you, you lost all your fingers and got brass knuckles surgically <laughs> installed and then got a face tattoo. <laughs> it's a quick process. Bad it was a rough morning. The wonders of magic. Okay, um, can I look around the themes of this purple curtain shimmer and see if there's, uh, like, any flaws in it? Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead and roll that d20 again. Be, uh... Okay. That is a 16. A 16? Okay, um... You're that no no seams no uh you're for some reason you seem to be rather perceptive even though you came out of your egg sack two hours ago um haven't seen much of the world but you do know uh, as well as your horse knowledge um, maybe because mom bloats are all reincarnations of each other and yeah we're high thousands, thousands of mom bloats <laughs> uh, there there doesn't seem to be any seam uh, seems to be some sort of uh, magic and it kind of extends into the walls maybe do is there any other can i go to the walls of the cavern and see if there's any sort of um it, it, you it said that earlier there was a trap stone earlier there was a trap stone so i know that there's some sort of masonry here mm -hmm. is there any sort of movable pieces on the walls this kind of uh it this this weird shimmering purple like curtain is enveloped by almost a frame of stonework uh it looks like it was put here um, oh, is there any markings or inscriptions on the stonework? No. You can ask Cleverbot. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, are there <laughs> any inscriptions? You. <laughs> <laughs> there is an inscription, and because you are a hive mind, you could read it. It is in a language that you had not previously seen written down, but it says, If you know everything, what is 3 plus 19? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mon, that means 22, and... You have Mon answered 20. the question! <laughs> Monblue twenty two was my father's name. Monblue two, James Blunt wants to speak with you. He says he's proud. Oh, thank you, James Blunt. Bonfireheart. Just kidding. He says you suck. And the the curtain pulls to the side. The magic purple light shimmering to the side, and you can see that uh, Monblue. Uh, Two has just been teleported about five feet in front of you. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else is I'll do time uh, In front of you does lie a large, uh, if we had to borrow from our, our, our world, um, an Aztec-looking pyramid-type structure that's probably about uh, 50, 60 feet in the air. Uh, culminating in an apex with what looks to be a treasure trove on top of it. Are there any ice skates? You don't see any right now. Wait, we have to climb excuse it. Excuse me. I'm sorry. That's the wrong answer. Are there any ice skates? <laughs> Story of Narayama. 
Is that the end? <laughs> what you said? <laughs> uh, and Naria, no, there are no ice skates currently. <laughs> but, well, as, as some people say, no the story of the story of Nariyama means no in in some cultures. <laughs> um. Ooh. Well. Ooh. Wait. Wait. Okay. One, one second. One second. One second. One second. I asked again, just for clarification. Are there any ice skates? And Cleverbot, uh, Cleverbot DM has told me there is piracy on the internet. Is there rum? And yes, I would say there is rum on the internet. Yeah. So yes, there, there are ice there skates. Is. There are two pairs of ice skates that are perfectly two free. pairs. Two pairs of ice skates. All right, I One. turn to uh, Monblue two three. This is what James Blunt wanted. He wanted he us want... to don his legacy. And skate at Rockefeller Center once again. We must skate our way out of this jungle. What? <laughs> Can we climb to the top of the pyramid and put the ice skates on? Yes. Um... Okay. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll put them on. Are you going to put them on before or after? We're going to put them on right now. Okay. Yeah, we'll put on right now. Uh, you put your ice skates on. And uh, it's almost as if there is an illusion dissipating before you. Monblut. Did Ali, you're Monblut too, correct? <laughs> you're correct. three. Okay, two and three. Um, uh, Monblut two was correct earlier. It is cold in this room. The illusion in front of you leading up to this pillar disappears. There's actually ice, icicles, stalagmites, stalactites oh. formed across the room as the illusion continues to fade, and you see a course in front of you that you must ice skate yes. through. Oh, Let's do it. snap. Okay, right, mom. I, I hold, we uh, I, one blue three's hand. With what? With my brass knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I wrap it around your your breadstick hand, or no? I I use the holes in the knuckle and put them. You know, put your breadstick fingers through the holes, just like how we were birthed. Okay, whatever. <laughs> oh. Okay, I I'll, would like. I'd like I would, you. I would. I would say we could just link arms, but that's fine. <laughs> I'd like you both to roll your d20s, please. Okay. Okay. I got a 7. <gasps> I got a 16. Mm. Okay, uh, you have to carry Monblut 2 with his knuckle hands uh, <laughs> as you ice skate through this course and uh, dodge arrows being shot across the pathway <laughs> as you skate up and down. And uh, There's a video out there somewhere of like an ice skate kind of course. You know, it looks fun. Mm, like the Red though. Bull... Uh, kind of course. Thing. Yeah, and that's kind of what's going on here. Um, okay, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I would say you probably uh, slice a bit more of your hand off, Denali. Maybe, you know, you trip and fall. Ah! Oh, um, oh, like, yeah. I have yeah. to get another uh, brass to, knuckle attachment? You have to get a brass oh. elbow oh, attachment. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get a, a brass club, I guess. Um, hit by one or two of the traps. Um, <laughs> it's been a rough three hours. <laughs> I already lost 25%. And we only have 21 hours to go before we melt into puddles. <laughs> as is the way. From egg to puddle, as they say. 
skating your way up and down these hills around uh, this curvaceous path in front of you, dodging arrows partially because you lost your arm. Um, Bomb Blue 3, with the grace of a horse, honestly, you know, just uh, dodging traps left and right, moving through. Um, you come up to the uh, quickly stop at the end of the path where afterwards there is a pool of water. And Mom Blue 2, go ahead and make another D20 roll for me. I want to see if uh, you were affected in your skating and if you fall in the water. Me or Mom Blue 3 or Mom Blue 2? Sorry, Mom Blue 2. Mom Blue 3, you're able to stop precisely oh. right at the edge uh, with the okay. roll that you had previously. I got a 16. Okay, you're also able to stop at the edge of this pool. Oh, thank God. I mean, thank the brood mother. There's a pool of water standing between you mm -hmm. and what looks to be a trove of treasure. Oh, okay, okay. Pool of water, not frozen. Correct, not frozen. Can I touch it to make sure it's not frozen? Yes. Yeah. You touch it, your finger gets wet. Is there any sort of indication of how deep it is? Like, can I see the bottom? No. There is a very dim light in this cavern. Your natural eyesight is what's helping you see and discern objects. Um, besides the trove, maybe appearing golden bright in front of you. But hmm. this, as you look down into this water, it uh, descends into pitch black. Hey, okay. Mon Blue 2, if you throw one of your brass knuckles into the water, we might be able to see it hit the bottom if it's shallow. Throw one of these brass knuckles that has been surgically implanted into my hand into the water? Yeah. Very well, I will do it for the brood mother who has sent us on this mission. And I, uh, rip my brass knuckle hand that's been newly installed and throw it into the water. With your elbow? Don't you have a free hand right now because your arm got cut off? Can't you just, um... Oh, I only have one brass knuckle hand, I guess. Give that, you, I think you probably maybe picked that up, you know, in the fall. So you, <laughs> you could sacrifice your already cut off yeah, arm. Throw your throw the hand that's cut throw off. My, oh, I was really hoping to have this reattached. <laughs> but I suppose there's no other object in this cave that we could throw to see the bottom of this. Nope. Are you sure? Because it's shiny. Okay, I'll throw it in. Okay. I asked uh, if there were fish in the water, and a clever bot DM said, only women, question mark. Uh, so a, a female figure, mermaid-esque okay. creature, uh, swims okay. up and breaks the water, the top portion of the water, and they're holding your hand. Um, and uh, oh. they... Bite it, and they take a rip of like, <laughs> and then um, they They're eating his hand. They they eat your hand. Uh, is the hand enough of a gift? Uh the 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 mermaid looks at you and it says, "A person, <laughs> a person." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay. Go get James Blunt's Stand body. Back. <laughs> we must not sacrifice the Blunt who has done the blood oath to activate the Monblutes. Uh, as the elder Monblute, I will sacrifice my personhood for you to complete the mission. Okay. What? This is where you say I will sacrifice as the younger Monblute. 
I'd rather not. For a hive mind, we're really not on the same page here as far as self-sacrifice. Well, I just knew you'd say that, so that's why I stayed quiet for long enough to where you had already volunteered. Perhaps we should draw straws or one of your fingers to decide who gets to sacrifice to the mermaid. Okay, I choose the middle finger. Okay, I, I choose the thumb. No, that's the short. Uh, two out of three. <laughs> I choose my other middle finger. Damn. <laughs> you have always been the more intellectually superior one on Bluetooth. <laughs> Couldn't even remember my own name. Off you go. Bested, I will accept my fate. <laughs> I'll step towards the mermaid. I'm the game of wits. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you step towards the mermaid. And uh, uh, it grabs you and it pulls you viciously underwater. <laughs> oh, God. A, a pathway of stones uh, rises up and emerges across the pool. Oh, towards the I'm, like, oh I'm blaming you. I'm blaming you. <laughs> uh, a trek. You trek. Uh, you find yourself in front of the trove, uh, shimmering, providing the only light in the room that you were in, the cavern that you were in. You uh, have spent the previous probably, well, uh, two hours, it sounds like, since you were born, but uh, Mon Blute, 0 0.02 and 0 0.03, had been spending the previous 24 and 48 hours with uh, James Blunt, Bonfire Heart, and he explained in detail the item that he was looking for. This what was he looking a, for? Uh, he explained to you that within a casket, or no, not within a casket, within a chest, uh, with deep within the temple of the Oyugunda jungles is a scroll, uh, and it has been his life work to find that scroll. Wow. What do we know? Do I know what's written on the scroll? No. Scroll? Because I have no, a pretty yeah. good guess, but. It's the. Uh... Okay. You're standing in front of the chest. Do I open it? Yeah, what does it say? Do you Can want to open you, it? You, yeah, you open it. You open it. Inside is a immaculately non time worn piece of parchment that has been rolled and. Uh, sealed very carefully. Can I un can I can I read it? Can I pull it open in front of my face and I want to read the whole I want to go like dramatically. You yeah, yeah. flourish the scroll and everything seems to make sense. You can hear Mom Blute 2 dying in the background. <laughs> As you unfurl it I and you, you you look you look upon uh James Blunt James Blunt Bonfire Hearts the culmination of his work, what he spent his entire life lurking for. Uh, he was chasing the scroll of Amy. Oh! It just says Amy. Was that... That's all... That's all... That's all... all of that for a segue, Chase. Bastard. You that all of that. that was the, a, yeah, that was the world's longest segue. Wow. <laughs> um, thanks, Jace. That was You're welcome. fun. Well, yeah, guys. <laughs> try to work Mon Blute into like a future project. Um, that was <laughs> that was a uh, uh, part one of our uh, of our new podcast mini series of uh, <laughs> of Cleverbot DMs <laughs> that were. <laughs> Chasing Amy, do you guys? Um, oh man, I, I'm so sorry. Look, okay, let's <laughs> let's just 
let's let's before we get into chasing a before we get into Affleck's addict let's just add a little disclaimer like we did um in our argo video <laughs> um this movie we we messed up guys okay we messed yeah. up with, uh, with something above our pay grade once again up. okay because this is this one's closer to home yeah it, yeah uh, so let's just say this is disclaimer um there's a lot to unpack with this movie um we are three straight cisgendered men about to unpack uh homophobia feminism and all of that stuff in the 90s we are not equipped to do this we do not have the perspectives to do no. this um and we're gonna try to stay in our lane as much as possible with this movie um but inevitably there's gonna be some aspects that have to be addressed just because it's such a big part of the movie yeah. um so we're gonna do our best uh but just keep bear in mind we're idiots that don't know anything yeah <laughs> um, and I, if, if anything if we say something wrong give us the benefit of the doubt um in that we sometimes say first think later and it's not that our thoughts are bad it's that sometimes uh <laughs> our hearts are in the right place our mouths may say something doesn't doesn't make as much sense as we want it to make yeah, we're just asking people to take our word for it, our word for it. And uh, you know what? If if uh, if anyone wants to issue any corrections or, or anything, or want you want to share your thoughts, we got a fresh Twitter page that you can uh, you can blast and let us know. Um, we're gonna do our best with this thing. What's and, our uh, Twitter page? Um, our Twitter page. Let's let's yeah, let's plug that Twitter again. That's gonna be at gbgbs. That's uh, gbgbs one at gbgbs one, uh, where you can find us uh, on. Don't Twitter. forget the one. Don't forget the one. We'll get that fixed once we get uh, the old verification check. Uh, but... Once we uh, pay off the guy who has the GBGB. Okay. <laughs> he won't respond to my DMs. He's like, please stop mailing me. How'd you find my address? Blah, you... blah, blah. You know? <laughs> but let's get into this uh, this movie. I, oh boy. Um, well, first of all, let's let's get into the Aflex Attic. Um, we've done this Aflex Attic intro a few times now. Um, but if you're if you're jumping on board right now on episode doing? nine, if you're the type of person on who episode nine, clicks you know? episode nine of a podcast, <laughs> what if it's hot <laughs> on YouTube? Thirty seconds is for you. Yeah, go back and watch some of our our, our other episodes where we can really have some space to play here. Uh, but you know, we're gonna give it our best shot. Heading up to Affleck's attic. Um, we're on episode nine of our Ben Affleck season. Um, we're rounding this thing out. Uh, we decided to to, to do a, a quote-unquote good movie this time around, right, guys? Um, you know, we saw a couple stinkers, and we wanted to to see something that's kind of more acclaimed. Yeah, um, unfortunately, this time. was supposed to be an up week. This was supposed to be an up week. Yep. There was some... Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I went into this pretty freaking cold. Like, I did not yeah. expect... Yes. Absolutely okay. cold. Absolutely um, Freezing. I knew it was a rom-drom... Yeah. And there was something about the one of the characters being a lesbian. Yeah, same, same here. Um, this movie came out in 1997. I know there's going to be some aspects that aren't great. Um, I was prepared to tolerate um, maybe a little bit of the 1997ness, uh, but uh, well, here we are. So let's creak open into Affleck's attic. <laughs> let's dust off the old uh, the old Affleck's quarter and of the of the attic where we pop in the videotape. Who's, whose turn is it to do the intro? I mean, well, Ryan, I'm glad you asked because uh, that's going to be your turn, my friend. <laughs> oh no, no, no! See, I have I skillfully dodged. <laughs> da, 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 da. 
<laughs> I don't wanna. If there's any movie that I didn't want to give a summary of, if there's any movie I don't even want to talk about, it's this movie. Yeah. Well, Ryan, just give okay. a straight down the middle, um, non-problematic, just yeah. um, neutral. See average movie. Yeah, see average. Mm-hmm. See average movie summary. Okay, so I'm pretending that this movie is a good movie, and so I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to uh, say. It's the late 90s, and Ben Affleck plays a comic book artist. Right there. This can't be emphasized enough. It's the late 90s. Right, right there. I'm letting you know that's the kind of movie we're dealing with. That's what we're, that's what we're going through. Um, and most characters in this movie are comic book artists. Let's get that straight as well. They're not exactly what you would call um, cool. And so... Not a lot goes on. It's a lot of talky, talky, talky. Turns out that um, Ben Affleck meets a girl who's also a comic book artist. Mm-hmm. And he, throughout the course of one night where they spend a, a, a night bar hopping, they find out that um, two things. The first thing they find out is Ben Affleck it falls in love with this girl. Like, right, right, that, like, love at first sight. And the second thing they find out is that the girl is a lesbian. This is where the record scratch happens in the 90s trailer. It's like, until... And the rest of the movie... (laughs) Yeah. uh, Okay. Well, uh... Jeez, guys. The rest of the movie... Is problematic. The rest of the movie is Ben Affleck falling in love with her and trying to be a platonic friend, but failing, mm-hmm. and then confesses his love to her. Let's see what else happens. Um, they end up together, and they end up separated because of a lot of character drama that happens between the group of characters. Mm-hmm. Um there's not any there's not any literal plot events that happen in the rest of the movie that I could summarize besides saying it just is character drama relationship stuff do, do you guys disagree with that like it just like so he finds out she's a lesbian he goes after her anyways falls in love with her tells her that he's in love with her they end up together mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into my soapbox here and explain why I hated this movie right now, but I hated this movie. So one of the big important topics that comes next after that whole, the thing you just described is his best friend getting jealous that causes, he digs up dirt. Yeah, there's a riff between the homophobic best friend character um, who they did not tone down for any reason whatsoever. Um, so it turns out maybe getting the approval of a studio to make a big budget movie is actually a good thing. <laughs> because if you don't get studio approval, approval, you could just make these blatantly homophobic movies that portray themselves, that try to come off as being pro-gay rights. <sighs> okay, maybe I'm on my See- soapbox a little bit. I feel like when they made this movie, this was seen as something that was very progressive, right? Yeah, that was the whole they're, they're whole making time. attempts. 
yeah, they're making attempts to, to try to normalize relationships outside of uh, just just men and women attempts. Um, but it's kind of like when you watch old Friends episodes. I don't know if you guys done this have done this. And the cast of Friends are pretty liberal, progressive people, uh, but there's a lot of gay panic. There's a lot of weird homophobia, um, subtle or unsubtle. There's more of the unsubtle stuff in this movie. Um, but I was picking up on a lot of that. They tried to kind of trailblaze a little bit, um, but seeing that with 20 years old eyes, um, it, it it doesn't quite hit those Yeah, marks. it was almost as if they bet that over the next 30 years that um, the culture wouldn't progress at all. Yeah. <laughs> they were banking on being <laughs> progressive for 1990s and having that have to be their lasting power. The other thing before we kind of dive deeper into this thing, it's the thing that leapt out at me uh, immediately, which was Ben Affleck's nasty ass goatee. <laughs> I mean, oh, I should have shaved one just for this. <laughs> I don't know who signed off on that. That is the worst career decision I've ever seen Ben Affleck make. Yeah. And okay. The funny thing is, he was supposed to be like the sexy anybody could fall in love with him, and he just has this terrible, <laughs> gross, like patchy facial hair. For for our viewers, for for people who are watching on a visual medium, I'm gonna switch back to the movie poster for the um, the for chasing Amy. He doesn't even have the goatee on the picture for like one of the he doesn't main movie posters he doesn't even have it and he looks so, so much <laughs> he looks so much fucking better <laughs> and then yeah he looks like a huge sleaze bag in the movie and frankly acts like one um the other thing that obviously leapt out as you guys said is the rampant use of slurs by pretty much every character in the movie including ben affleck's character and i just i, I don't know man like this is like about 10 minutes in i was like oh god what are we going to talk about on our podcast? <laughs> like, yeah. I stopped taking... Like how are we going to go here? I stopped mm-hmm. taking notes. I think, actually, as soon as the realization, they realized that she's gay, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, so that's interesting. The way they shot that scene was really interesting to me. I like and it, yeah. then um, I stopped taking notes because literally nothing else about the entire movie was interesting. That but What was... Let's Let's go over that scene where... Um, where you kind of the reveal with Amy, right? Yeah, or with, that with scene Alyssa's character. was very well done. That scene is a build-up. It's a culmination of the two nights. There's one night that happens in which Ben meets the female character Alyssa. Mm-hmm. So he meets this girl one night, falls in love with her over a game of darts, and the game of darts was actually really, really interesting and shot well. I thought. It was a single the camera shot. Was like right above the dartboard, and then yeah, it was a oneer. So like, and they were throwing darts right at the camera, and it was all in one shot. They had a couple cutaways for I think takes, but um, mostly the presentment was that it was a oneer, and I really liked that. That was interesting and dynamic, and I thought the whole movie was going to be that way. We get to the club scene, and immediately I'm hooked again with because there's a different approach. So the next night. Ben Affleck's character gets a call and is told that Alyssa's going to be at this club and he should come with. And so he shows up and Alyssa's there and they're dancing and partying and everything like that. And then Alyssa gets on stage and sings a song. And she dedicates it to the special someone out there, yada, 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 yada. And really, she's Ben thinks she's singing to him, yeah. but actually she's singing to her girlfriend, which I Who's thought was a, was a really funny thing. In the audience. Yeah. It was very 
grungy that 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 um club scene especially with her singing on stage there was a lot of uh close shots up to her face where you could see that she was sweaty and she was like actually singing which was pretty darn cool they don't well, do go that figure, right i mean it's it's the 90s baby that's the grunge decade man exactly and that that like time that they caught that tone really really well and then the reveal is oh she gets off stage and she's walking towards ben but her girlfriend is right next to ben and they start mm-hmm. kissing oh, yada, yada, yada. and then jason lee's character the homophobic friend mm-hmm. has this funny realization as he looks around the club and every direction he looks is like a gay couple mm-hmm. and he realizes that they're at a gay club and i thought that was funny yeah um Ryan, one thing uh, you brought up was with all the shots. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about because um, there was a lot of long shots where people were were having like long dialogue scenes that were very uh, very intense. Um, this is a positive about the movie. I thought the acting was really good. Ben Affleck did an amazing job in his role. Um, I'm gonna you know set aside the writing for a second or the plot or whatever. Even the character of Alyssa, she was amazing in her role. Um, the scenes where they're arguing and she's kind of giving her perspective. Like, I believed it. Like, I, it felt like people were really having this conversation. I thought all of the acting parts were, I have no complaints with that. Even Jason Lee's character, when he's arguing, when the two, the, you know, the two roommates are arguing with each other about the situation with Alyssa, like, I believed that. And it was almost like I was watching um, something, a real conversation that was happening between people. And that's something I could say movie, and maybe that is a compliment to the writing. Yeah. The quality of the writing was good. <laughs> the things that it chose to write about, the things that they're like, <laughs> was not good. And like, let's be clear. Um, I think Kevin Smith's strong suit is his ability to recreate authentic dialogue. Oh, yeah, for sure. It felt so natural. Yeah. And the ability for him to, um, throw on a long shot a one and have this entire scene unfold with one or maybe two cuts i think that does two things it shows you how small of a budget it was sometimes it's a little bit easier mm-hmm. to let actors riff instead of having all these <laughs> different multiple camera setups and complex lighting setups mm-hmm. so i think that does tell us a little bit about the budget and i think that's kevin smith's power he's able to write these long dialogue scenes that seem natural and low budget i think fits him really well i agree yeah i agree with that you guys want to talk a little bit about um the turn in the movie a little bit um this is this is of course where uh ben affleck it's it's kind of a famous scene in the movie where they pull over in the car you know he's driving her home and they kind of share a nice moment as friends i mean he pulls over and then just kind of dumps it all out on loads um Yeah. yeah where he's like i'm in love with you this is going to destroy our friendship. I don't care. I want to just, you know, and then yeah. she goes off on him and then it's a great, it's a great scene in terms of like acting. And I think even the dialogue was great. Um, but there are, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a bit to unpack there. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. My, I had it. I was very uncomfortable in the entire scene because like, I have a lot of platonic friends who mm-hmm. are women. My, mm-hmm. my, my female platonic friendships i think outnumber my male platonic friendships mm-hmm. and I, I even have female bisexual friends who i'm very good friends with and they 
for me to even be in the same situation where like one of us is secretly in love with the other person and is trying to change their sexuality like yeah. it just undercuts the entire idea that like, you can be friends with someone than yeah. the, in the other gender and i would have liked that scene a lot more if we were introduced to a female character that ben affleck wasn't trying to have sex with if he was like <laughs> there's a lot of women out there and a lot of them aren't right for yeah. me you are the one who's right for me instead it's like this is one, the only woman I've ever interacted with, I'm in love with. Yeah. It just came off as very icky. I felt like, I literally felt icky in afterwards. I totally agree. And I didn't think of it that way either about, you know, platonic relationships and how mm -hmm. that, how that's kind of going with this character. Like, that's a good point, Ryan. Like, I think that touches on why I felt so taken aback. I, I was in Alyssa's shoes there where I was like, oh, what God, the like, fuck? I felt betrayed. Like, <laughs> even imagine though I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> imagine if you're hanging out with a platonic friend and they're yeah. like, you know what? We have this great story now. I bought you this painting off the wall of a diner. And here it's your gift. And you're like, I'm actually in love with you. And I don't think you're a lesbian. I, th I think you want me so bad that you're actually going to change your sexuality for me. And he's like, well, fuck yeah, me, right? I guess I should not have bought this painting. <laughs> and she says that right away, too. She's like, it's so easy for you on your end because you're in love with somebody. But you're asking me to change, you know. Yeah. my dna and you know and that's that's the whole crux of the issue right maybe the issue All for ben affleck's goatee <laughs> is that for that scene she should have gone out like okay for the for the viewers out there like the issue yeah. is ben affleck confesses his love and she says how dare you how da how dare you do this to me like i'm i thought we just had friendship i'm not i can't i'm not in love with you that way at all and she storms off and he runs after her and he says i know there's something here yada 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 and she's like no and that's what she gives her speech about her being lesbian like now he's saying and then he goes back to his car and then uh, coming out of the side of the frame she runs into his arms and we find out that he was right the whole time yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah that is the problematic part it's not problematic to have a character who, who is ignorant, who doesn't understand these things. It's problematic for you, the person who's making the movie, to not understand them. Yeah. So I, I think Kevin Smith lost that gets all the credibility yeah. when in that scene she turned around. Yeah, I think you touched right there on some of the complaints I've seen. Like, obviously, I've, you know, I've only read a little bit, but like a lot of the complaints points to that scene. You know, like exactly like you said, where it's like you're just kind of undermining her whole speech, her whole identity there. You know, so it's like uh, I just I felt very weird with that. I was so conflicted. Like I was eating like my food and I just like stopped when I saw that scene and I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know how to react. Yeah. And let's be real that that's not the only problematic issue that this film does not tackle with grace. Oh, no, fact, no, 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 <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's like. It does that.
that issue better than the other issue that I don't want to talk about because there's no words for the emotions I feel about the the second half of this movie. Yeah, Chase, um, you you look like you're thinking about something, but I, I wanted to because you texted me when you're when you're watching this movie mm-hmm. and you were like, "Dude, I fucking hate this movie." What is this? <laughs> um, I had a lot of moments where I was speechless. Did you have a, a speechless moment um, when you were watching this? Ah, man, I had a lot of... It felt like not much <laughs> happened in the film, like, because it was just predominantly character drama, like you said. Um, I think I've mm. reacted to pretty much the scenes the way that you were. Uh, mainly the issue I had with the first time is that I was just, like, watching it and um, wasn't thinking... It didn't give too much of a thought about the acting, which... I agree. I think everything was acted out really well. They go to a hockey game, and um, we talked about the divide earlier, and I think Mm -hmm. Ben's character and his roommate, who have been best friends for 20 years, uh, it speaks to something about how, like, you can have a a really close relationship with a friend where uh, when the situation changes, um, there's, like, a, a subset of jealousy. Like, you know, it can be really tough when you have a friend that you do something with, like, you do something with them every thursday uh, and every sunday mm-hmm. and then they're like i can't do the sunday thing anymore because i've got a, a new thing that i'm going to be doing oh now i can't do the thursday thing because i've got something i'm going to be doing um we we're presented this with this riff in their in their friendship from i think the movie there, there was a, a cartoon pitch for like a tv show uh mm-hmm. and then we see it again with Alyssa. And then, uh, so he starts bringing up dirt on Alyssa. And we find out that Alyssa, when she was younger, was uh, experimented a lot sexually, uh, which is, you know, totally within her rights. And we go to the hockey scene, and we go to a scene where it's a hockey game, and Ben has been, like, fuming because he's only heard about it from other people, and he's too young and too uh, inexperienced in relationships to go, like, hey, I heard some things about you. So he's doing this cross-examination, which is actually probably one of my favorite... I think the scene is hilarious, where he's, like, cross-examining her, being like, so I heard you had a nickname in Mm -hmm. high school. And she obviously knows exactly what he's talking about. And he's like, so I heard you Mm -hmm. were with this person at this moment. And she storms off. She's like, you think I don't know what you were fucking talking about? And she storms off, and the guy next to him turns, and he's like, man, even I knew what you were getting at. (laughs) I love that. Like all the hockey fans around them, like turn against him. Yeah, the dude's like, like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, totally these were good seats. <laughs> and at the time, it's like she delivers the final blow of talking about what, like being like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Fuck off!" And at the same time, one of the hockey players gets punched and hits the crown. Oh, that was so great. Well, to the movie's credit, they do point out Ben's character's flaws. You know, yeah. they do make you be like, wow, what a dick. Like, he's in the wrong here. And I think the movie clearly leads you to that. And you're on Alyssa's side pretty much the whole movie. Like, you, you I think the audience is made to, to be on, to be seeing her points, I, I think. I had a question about that because you, I think Yuri and I were so absolutely, when we watched it, on the side of Alyssa. But we couldn't tell if the presentation of the movie was supposed to be in a way that made you think that like maybe ben's character like was wrongfully hurt or something so i I was going to ask that i'm 100 on her side Mm -hmm. you know he was jackass he's 
needs to do some growing up. But it, it seemed like at a certain point in the movie, it was like, oh, you should feel bad for him. When it was like, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And well, let's let's actually get into the, the let's unpack the third act here, because, you know, we, we're starting to scrape into it. And I think this might help answer the question because, <laughs> um, oh, fuck, uh, the big, the big, uh, the big climax in the third act is, uh, oh, boy. So, That's my favorite scene. Well, we don't, I know that, that we don't have it. a topic. We could no, no. skip, we could skip it. No, no, Ryan, we need to do this. We need to I, do this. I, okay. I know. I agree with you guys. You know, this is a tough scene to talk about. It's like. Why was Jay eating the sugar when Silent Bob was talking? Like it's so <laughs> fucked up. Like we should, we sh that shouldn't be in a movie. That shouldn't be on film. You, Thank well, you, okay. yeah. Ryan. You look like uh, you're yeah. talking. You're talking about something else. Not. No. Not, not the sugar thing. Did you? Oh. Oh, by the way, Kevin Smith's speech was the best part of the movie. Yeah. Was it For was sure. okay. Well, let's let's get into the the resolution. I want to get into the climax real quick. <laughs> No. So after the rift forms, where <laughs> where Ben Affleck has this issue with uh, with with you know Alyssa's past, you know they get into a big fight, <laughs> and then so and then he's also has this rift between his roommate, who is the really homophobic guy who's had a problem with their relationship and they've been growing apart. So the the climax of the scene, and this is where I was fucking speechless. I could not believe <laughs> what was happening in front of me. So, so funny. like he sits them both down. And then he's like, I've gathered you here today because I've got something to squash with both of you, you know, and so we're all going to be here together. And it, it basically culminates where he calls out his friend. He's like, I know you have feelings for me. You're in love with me. Um, I see it there, you know, and you're jealous and blah, blah, blah. And then he, you know, tells Amy that, you know, he's he's wrong for seeing her this way and blah, blah, blah. But then he's like, I think we should all have sex with each other. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I like set down my drink. And I like pause the movie. And I'm like, <laughs> like excuse me. I was like, I had seen it, and I knew that I knew the ask that was coming the whole time. Like yeah. when when you when the camera cuts not. when the camera cuts to the scene and uh, Banky is on the left, like looking away after he'd kissed him on the face, and then Alyssa's on the other side of the couch, like she's smoking her cigarette, and she's like, no. No. Oh God, no. She's like, don't yeah. say it. No, she knew the whole time what he was gonna ask. <laughs> I did not. That caught me so off guard, dude. I was like choking on what I was drinking. Like I, I, I was like, I almost did like a comic book spit take. Uh, and, I think that's what they were going for. Yeah, to the credit of the movie, it got I'm, a reaction out okay, of Okay, I hated that scene. I, I, there wasn't to me like that was the worst scene in the movie. The well, uh, my my issue with the oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So this scene, the, the problem is, is that, so the guy says yes. He, ben Affleck says, hey, would you like to have a threesome with me, your best friend, and my ex-girlfriend? And the guy says yes. And begrudgingly. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> he plays it off begrudgingly. Yeah. And then yeah. we... Look at the woman, the female character, and she says no. And we're and I'm like, thank God. If this movie said yes, it would have been a way different movie. Like it, it would have went in a way a different situation. Thank God it didn't. But she says no. 
And then she gives a speech that's really problematic for the first 90% of it. And then the end 10% is like, okay, thank God someone finally said it. Because the first 90% is her saying, the reason I won't have a threesome with you and your friend is because while we're doing it, you're going to imagine that I'm in love with him and you're going to get jealous that, afterwards. So we will never be happy. That's, that's not a funny punchline. But you don't, for, if you're going for the, with a heartfelt speech, that's like the culmination of your entire movie. You don't start out with this bullshit. Like it, it would be really, really awesome. But no, because I'm really good at it. And therefore your friend's going to be all over me after this. And like, it was very problematic. And then at the end, she's like, but the main reason why is because I'm not your fucking whore. And punches him or slaps him. <laughs> and that was what, like, if the, if she just said, how much more powerful would, it, would the scene have been if she just said, no, I'm not your fucking whore. And she got up and she left. Without the rest of the problematic speech, like, that scene would have been so much, number one, more realistic. Because that's exactly what would have happened. If you invite your ex-girlfriend over to your apartment and say, have a threesome with me and my roommate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fucked up. I think yeah. there there has to be... I One, this movie definitely does... Uh, what, is this technically a rom-com? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's labeled as a rom-com. It does um, rom-com differently. Rom-com, okay. rom it's technically romantic and it's trying to be funny, but... It's not a rom-com because those have specific traits. Like, so not I all action movies are superhero movies, but all superhero movies are action movies. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yes. I think, but yeah. yeah. This is an action movie. It's not a superhero movie. It's a romantic comedy, but it's not a rom-com. Maybe. He did a romantic but we movie. can argue semantics yeah. all fucking night. I am sure this is <laughs> very fun <laughs> but like the the point is is that this movie it didn't hit the marks I think it wanted to hit. Um like Ryan was saying. The the other aspect about that too is is you know after she says that line, Ben is pressuring her so hard to do this this threesome, right? Like she's saying, no, I don't want to do this, and he's like, you need to do this for me. Yeah, like this is the only way. And like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck, dude? Yeah, like that. That, and, that I was okay. completely off the Ben, you know, the Ben train. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, this movie is not good. This movie oh is bad. How like toxic, masculine, anti-feminist. It this is. is what I'm saying, dude. Like, this is above our pay grade. We are yeah. not in position to be making any sort of redeeming comments about this movie. Hmm. Or, I don't think if, we're, if we're, we're makes a redeeming comment about this movie. It has to be someone from someone who has been <laughs> offended. Like, the, this movie, like, meant to someone who's not uh, a straight cisgendered male. Who's never, yeah, yeah. I, we, yeah, we're we're not in a position to even criticize or praise this movie. We're it's this is just beyond our fucking pay grade. I I got into this to watch ridiculous Ben Affleck movies, and we stumbled <laughs> into one of the biggest controversies and biggest subjects. Yeah, and of our like, age group. Holy shit! Like fuck. <laughs> so I don't. I can't even unpack 
like like what you guys are saying like i can't even unpack all the things all the feelings i'm feeling because there are parts where i'm like i don't feel right watching this mm -hmm. like i don't there's but i can't put my finger on it i don't know why and maybe that's my limited perspective um right there with you yeah <laughs> so let's let, let's maybe get into the ending of this movie um the the ending of this movie is you see the appearance of jay and silent bob um they kind of have a talk with him and then si silent bob gives this sober like explanation and then it's the best use of saying the movie name um, oh. i think in a lot of the i really like that speech mm -hmm. that speech is really good because and ironically the speech is a is the plot line of this movie so okay we should be yeah so now are you going to explain the speech yeah i mean i, I can i can explain it if you want but yeah I mean, you should so I mean, Jay and Silent Bob. I mean, they're saying a bunch of slurs and a bunch of fucked up shit that I had a lot of problems with. But uh, Silent Bob is is basically like, "You're chasing Amy, man." Like he he says that to Ben Affleck's character after hearing his whole story, uh, where Silent Bob says he he was in a relationship where he was in love, um, and he had an issue with this this lady named Amy's past, um, and he couldn't get over it, um, and then he pushed her away, and essentially it was too late. She moved on without him, and then he's left alone, heartbroken, realizing that he was such a dickhead and he was such an immature ass um, that he screwed it up. And really, that's the heart of this movie. You know, that's that's Ben's arc here. And there's been, you know, there's there's I've been kind of browsing some some commentary about this movie, and what what it gets down to is like, why does Alyssa's character have to get chewed up and spit out and thrown in the gutter just so Ben Affleck's character can learn a valuable life lesson. Right. You know, she's a casualty of this movie just so he can be like, huh, well, that's how I become a better person after I emotionally abuse and scar this other person that really cared about me. I, I was so angry. Can we go into ratings? Because I have everything <laughs> I've been saying well, is holding to my ratings. Hold on. Hold on, right? We're almost to the ratings. The movie's what do you not want, over yet, my friend. You said, let's talk about the middle of the movie. Let's talk about well, the I third haven't. act. Let's talk about the ending of the movie. We haven't gotten to the ending. Really, flash forward a year in the future. After Alyssa and Ben Affleck's characters broken up, they see each other at the Comic-Con. Ben sees his former roommate. They kind of share a, a smile and a look like, hey, you know, we're still cool. You know, maybe we can cross that bridge again. Um, and then Ben approaches Alyssa's character, gives her a copy of a comic he makes called Chasing Amy, which has like a really weird, like lewd cover of it. And I think it's like describing their sex life and describing their like whole relationship just to publish that not, publicly. Not okay. Yeah. And he's like, here, uh, <laughs> maybe you could read it sometime. And she's like in a relationship, like presumably more stable <laughs> than, than what was, what was with him. Um, that's the end of the movie and you know he basically doesn't end up with anybody and both of them are, are scarred um and it's all ben affleck's fault <laughs> so yeah that's that's the movie um uh, you guys want to get into ratings i don't even <laughs> know where to go from there man i don't know can i start all right what are you going to start you want to do the the regular movie rating first rating and then ben or ben yeah. and then rating Let's do rating than Ben, because I feel like okay. you're headed that direction. <laughs> All yeah. right, everybody. Ryan's about to get the overlay. Here we All go. Right, let's strap in. Here, I'm going to put my roller coaster seat thing down real quick. All right, let's go, Ryan. I have to give this movie a 1 out of 10. Ooh. Dang. Okay. It's 
probably the, my least favorite. I'd rather watch Armageddon. Like this is my probably my least favorite movie I've watched in the last like five years. <sighs> okay. I have nice. never been more uncomfortable <laughs> in my entire life than sitting next to my wife Julie, who graces the ground with every step she takes. And I had to sit next to her and apologize for the filth and the <laughs> tone-deaf posturing that Kevin Smith puts on in front of us. Like, the, the fact that he pretends to be on the, like, the side of the gay community while we're making this movie is just an insult. I was offended... Not for them, but like I was offended as a straight man to that. Like they they think that I'm trying to convert every lesbian I see. They think I'm trying to sleep with every woman I see. And it was just there were no redeeming qualities to the plot or writing of this movie beyond I could say that yeah, it was pretty natural. There was one or two good scenes where the writing I was like, wow, that's actually really well written. And comes off as like natural, and that was Kevin Smith, who directed the movie, acting in his own movie, and um, not even Ben Affleck could save this movie, and he's now like <laughs> pretty much my favorite actor. <laughs> not uh, even the elevator himself could, could uh, I, I, elevate. This yeah, movie. I don't. The floor raiser. I don't think. Um, I don't think the main actress, Alyssa Joy Lauren Adams. I think her name is. Um, I do not think she was good. I thought she was really bad. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. I thought Jason Lee's performance was really bad. Um, I thought Ben Affleck's performance was good in some parts, and some parts he killed it for like three sentences, and then some parts he phoned it in. Um, man, I just don't get it. Maybe I just don't. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not down with it. I just don't get it. Mm -hmm. And I will never watch this movie again unless <laughs> I am taped to a chair and they find this podcast and like, what's the best way we can torture this dude? Uh, <laughs> they, they make me watch this movie and they open, they put devices on my eyes to keep them open like in Clockwork Orange. And they make me watch this movie. I think that's the only circumstance in which I watch this movie. Because I'm not watching this movie by myself again. Because I'd I'd rather watch something that has, you know, quality and worth. And I'm not going to watch this with anybody else on the entire planet. Because it will instantly ruin our friendship. Unless it's like you two guys who are like my oldest friends. Um, I just, I, this movie has no place in my life. Hmm. So you, you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yeah, I would follow the thumbs down. Thumbs down? Okay, I just wasn't sure if it was a thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. Uh, Ryan gives it a... Uh, uh, what, what is our even our our, uh, our metric here? What's our unit for, for chasing it? Wow. I mean, Ryan's always a, like a single digits person, but uh, a one with a thumbs down is... <laughs> That's fucking low. We're going to give it a one goatee out of ten. 
Oh, Alrighty, Jay. Shit. Um, what do you think about this movie? I'm going to give the movie a six. I think that right. um, you... It's it's tough. There's a lot of stuff to consider. Um, I did read, uh, I think yesterday that Kevin Smith, you know, isn't making. He doesn't make. He wasn't making movies for the masses. He wasn't making movies like blah blah blah. He was making the movies that he wanted to tell. It's 2021. Our age group is a lot more progressive now than they were in 1997. There's still still a lot of way to go, um, but. I think that uh, it did. It told a story. There were. It was negative enough for me to knock off parts, but I thought that Ben Affleck's acting was pretty good. Um, I thought there were some pretty funny parts. The second revision, or thinking about, I probably would have given it a three yesterday, or a lower, or a one. But mm-hmm. um, it's also hard. It's another one of those movies that's hard to rate because. It's from 1997. I was pretty young. I mean, our age group's gone through a pretty significant change as far as what we consider normal. Yeah, Jason. So it's funny that Mm -hmm. you said that your score went up over time. And I, so something that you've been telling us is that you like to sleep on it. Yeah. And you, I think, will settle on your gut feeling uh, and let it metal out. I was thinking of that last night and I was like, I wonder what I'll think of it tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to land somewhere in the neighborhood of like a four to a six, depending on my emotions. And then today I just realized how much I didn't want to talk about this movie. It's <laughs> fair. That's great. Six might be, right. I'm going to go with five. I'm taking it. I don't know don't, why. Don't, no, don't no, 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 no. I'm not talking to, I, I honestly think okay. this is another, okay. a five is like, again, one of those movies that I don't think I want to like average, so you know there were some funny parts. I don't want to watch it again. It was okay. Meh. I meh. Tease. I don't know how it got an eighty-five on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe the goatee is like uh, Ben's evil twin. It was you know, disgusting. Um, yeah, but maybe like that was evil Ben uh, perpetuating uh, toxic masculinity and homophobia. That's that was him, and then they they put him they put him away. <laughs> um. <laughs> This movie, you guys, you guys uh, hit the nail on the head. My my reaction to this movie, there were um, a lot of the funny parts, uh, quote unquote funny parts, were were things that were supposed to be charming. I think at the time, you know, I think some of the slurs, some of the jokes, the like lewdness and like kind of the scumbaggery was supposed to be like a charming, like ah, you know, he's just one of the guys, you know, he's this is how he talks. Um, it it was not charming to me at all. This is seen with uh, the eyes of someone who's in a different culture, a different time. So it didn't hit the same notes uh, for me. I found myself just kind of squirming with discomfort throughout this whole movie. There were aspects uh, that I think were funny. There were scenes where I think it was really well acted. Um, I actually did like um, Alyssa's performance in here. Um, and I, and I, like, I liked Ben's performance too. The dialogue was great. It's just there was so much about this movie that I was just so uncomfortable with. And, you know, if I ever... <laughs> I would not recommend this to anybody, man. Like, <laughs> if I if I even talked about me seeing this movie, I would have to add, like, a million disclaimers in that conversation of being like, oh, yeah, but I... There, there, was, there was a lot of things I had a problem with this movie. You know, I don't watch it for enjoyment or I don't, you know, do all this stuff. I went in expecting uh, a Kevin Smith movie, you know, and 
I've never seen a Kevin Smith movie. I knew him as this progressive guy who had this like different outlook. So I was like, okay, like maybe this is going to be a really progressive type of movie. But you know, after the the six the sixth f bomb in like five minutes, you know, the the, the slur, you know, like I'm like, yeah, not to know my this. We're cool with saying fuck. Yeah, we're cool with saying that. But it's the other f bomb <laughs> that I'm not cool with that I kept hearing over and over and over again just in a, in a casual way that's like clearly not meant to be like oh this guy sucks it's just like oh this is just one of the guys this is how we talk you know so i i totally didn't dig that aspect um man I, i'm trying to think about my floor which is armageddon um because th that one i i know <laughs> left the world in a worse place <laughs> um overall I, I think i gave armageddon like a two i think at the time i'm gonna put this one at a two as well um, because I think it it also may have done a little bit of damage. Maybe it, I don't know if it maybe advanced culture a little bit in the '90s because we were the people were so conservative back then. Um, I don't know. That's a whole different thing to, to to pass. But I do think it did a lot of damage. That's going to be a two. <laughs> when your movie leaves the world in a more problematic place, <laughs> I think I'll put you around the two range. Uh, I got some I got some laughs out of it, which is why it doesn't get a one for me. Um, I think I, I got some entertainment out of it. So, uh, two goatees for me. Alrighty, guys, want to get into the, our uh, our Ben meters here? Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll start back at the bottom. Oh, this is where the goatees should have gone in. Oh, my, I the goatees aren't for the regular. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I just realized. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought I didn't know what you were doing, but um, I'm gonna probably give this one a seven Bens out of ten Bens. Pretty high in the Ben meter because volume of Ben was very high, very high. There's not a scene with ben, with that doesn't have Ben in it. Mm -hmm. And quality of Ben, he wavered a lot, but in some scenes uh, where he was given a lot of leeway to to act physically, I think he was one of the brighter spots. And I think Benniness of Ben, who. So he's he, he's the classic Ben. When you think of Ben Affleck, this is a very Ben Affleck thing. We've learned that maybe his reputation is not all that he deserves. He should be known for an action star and other things mm -hmm. like like that. Um, but I think he's moderately high on the Benny scale, high, very high in the volume, middling on the quality. So I'm going to go with, yeah, seven Bens. Alrighty, that's a good score from the Rye Dog. You got J Dog. You, you know I love ice cream, <laughs> and yes. I I love Ben. Um, mm -hmm. but like if I had to choose where to have ice cream, you know, uh, it it probably wouldn't be like strapped to a table with my nipples being twisted off. You know, um, uh, so well, uh, I don't know if I follow. <laughs> you would rather watch a different Ben movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's great. Like, you know, I love ice cream and I love Ben Affleck and he did great in this film. And he his he's top in the charts so high of the the Ben meter, the meter yeah. smack in the glass at the edge, like the barrier mm -hmm. with volume and horniness. Um but, you know, it's just the movie didn't do it for me. 
So what's your Venn meter? What's that number? Yeah, fuck. I'm yeah. I think a seven. The performance can't. Hit, the performance can't lower it much more than that, based on the volume and the horniness. It's so high. It's a purely technicality. You know, it's a technical seven. <laughs> yeah. The, the scores yeah. just add up. You know. Yes. <laughs> I'm a judge at a table. Like, mm. have to give it that. Mm. It has to get a seven. Mm, seven. On my on my scale, uh, while you guys were talking, I was just kind of tallying it up on my uh, my my Ben meter. Um, I have a very complex algorithm. I've got a guy over in MIT who kind of helped me kind of throw this together. Um, my calculations is going to be a solid nine on on my chart here. The Benniness of Ben was extremely high. He was our uh, lovable Sleazerino that he normally is in all of his uh, his movies. Here, he seemed like the Ben Affleck um, that we, we we knew and and loved maybe in Armageddon, Paycheck. Um, all those very Benny movies. Um, the only reason why I bump it down to the nine is the nasty ass fucking goatee. There's no way I can give him a ten with that thing. So uh, it's gonna be a solid nine for me for Ben. Okay. Um, I entirely agree with. Uh, yeah. If I think I was emotionally scarred by that film. Uh, one quick aside. <laughs> I would like to take this to Cleverbot here. Um, and I ask Cleverbot to, out of ten, how Ben is Ben in Chasing Amy, and. Um, <laughs> Cleverbot responded, I'm Batman. So, that's really... It almost makes sense. Mm. That That's the best Cleverbot we've gotten all day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we a part of me is really relieved. Because we made it through, guys. We made it through that review. You know, we have... <laughs> We have a, a fun podcast, you know, we have a podcast where we like to have fun and keep it loose and, you know, keep people out of the intense conversations and intense news every day. But we stumble into a movie that has so many issues and so many relevant conversations into it. Uh, we're like, we're like the three, we're like hobbits, you know, that stumble into, into Mordor. Like we got to handle this big old gargantuan task of unpacking homophobia in the nineties. And we are not equipped at all, and we probably fucked it up somewhere along the way. But here we are at the end. We threw the ring into Mordor, and we're done. Um, we would love to hear uh, comments or what people think about this movie if you've seen it. Um, if you think we kind of missed the mark on any of our commentary too, please definitely you know feel free to tweet at us. Let us know. Um, we'd love to have that conversation too. Because um, like I said, you know this is going to be an incomplete conversation with just us three. Um, we'd like to hear what you think. Absolutely. As far as moving forward goes in our Ben journey, did we have a movie in mind um, for next week? We might have already discussed this, but maybe well, I don't remember. Let's think about this. So I really like that we can look at Ben Affleck not only as an actor, but also as a director. Mm -hmm. And if we go through his directing history, um, we've seen Argo, which was his most critically acclaimed combo from director actor he has one previous to that called the town which we've discussed a few times but do oh guys denali just so, appeared in a portal off to the left of me here you couldn't hear it because it was too far away he said he was from the future he asked me if i was too late and he asked if we had already released the episode of good boys gone bland on chasing amy and said why didn't we just watch <laughs> justice league 2 um, it looked like he was missing an arm, uh, his hair was down to his belly button, he was completely nude, and then he disappeared. Uh, so, Am I know, too early? 
You know, we could have had a good time riffing on Batfleck like I wanted to, but you guys had to pick a good movie. And now uh, look at where we are. I'll do anything. We're we're scarred. Te- technically, we could have had a fun time. Technically, we went down there w- with this movie based on our rating. Well, not Ben Meter rating. Based on our rating. Yeah, that's based true. on Rotten Tomatoes and you know Metacritic or whatever. Like this, this was supposed to be a a good movie. So do we want? So, so what? What we I did like before... the town. I like the town. Okay, okay. Let's let's break it down. We did Batman, Superman. Yeah. And then Argo before that. What is the town even about? Do you like Bank sell town dog? Sell cabbages. Bank robbery. Is it a heist movie? Because if yeah. it's a heist movie starring, I'm fucking on board. Done. Because I want to do heist movies anyways, and you guys know that. Plus Ben is jacked. Jace, what you... Ben is Ben is jacked. Oh yeah, and we're seeing I love that. the modern Ben. Um, I'm in. This is where this is where the Benaissance starts. The 2010. You know, this is like after his like lion low years, and Ben is coming back with a vengeance. A vengeance. Jace, are you down with the town? It seems like Ryan and I are are on board I for it. But am absolutely down. Next week's gonna be the town boys. We made it through. This is going to be our season finale of our Ben series. I hope you all will will join us and forgive us for this episode where we're stumbling along and <laughs> uh, trying to do our best with this thing. Um, we appreciate your, you know, your viewership thus far. Um, once we do finish up the, the town episode, we're going to have our, our really nice uh, wrap up episode where we're going to do the state of the state of the podcast. Nice. We're going to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna kind of review all of our Ben stuff, do a big overall Ben rating. Um, it's gonna be great. We're gonna have a, a fun time there, and we're gonna talk about our next season. So I hope you'll join us. It is going to be a verbal assault, and the winner that comes out on top will have decided the next thematic ten movies. It won't be. It is going to be everything but nice, okay? Except for the Ben parts where we talk about his movies. But after that, that's yeah. right. Battle. What? We're all gonna we're all gonna put forward an idea about what we're gonna spend the next ten hours. No, no, more than ten hours. This is like our part time jobs at this point uh, of of content. It you, is. You know, so we're gonna put together some arguments. <laughs> it's gonna be. I don't know how this is gonna go. This is gonna be great. Um, so that that just about does it for us this week, guys. Um, any announcements? Anything to plug this week? Check us out on Twitter. GBGB's one. Um, I do want to pitch one thing to Doritos. Um, I'll, I'll tweet at this at them later. And I was kind of thinking Dude. about this is <laughs> just hang on, Ryan. Just hang on, Ryan. Uh, this is called Doritos Just Dust. Okay, so in, you see, you know, like the dust that's on the bottom of the Doritos bag. They that's could like just all seasoning. They could just sell that to you. That they put that on the chips. Well, it's it's just a, a Dorito sized bag of just the dust. And maybe some of the crumblies of the uh, of the chips itself, and it's called just dust, and it's like a zero waste thing because obviously the factory generates tons of dust that they probably throw out because you know the, the chips are flying into bags and stuff, um, and you sell it as just dust. It's net waste because they have to produce another bag to give you the dust that could just be 
and then they have just dust dust. It's the dust that... <laughs> it's even more. It's dustier. That comes along from when they make the just dust bags. They're like, uh, you don't like the corn tortilla uh, dust? We removed that and made the really fine grain Dorito dust that's in there. And then they should make one that's just chips. And it's uh, undusted. Doritos plain. I think this is a good idea. And you can use it as breading on like your turkeys and stuff. On your hams. All right, and right. that was GBDV episode nine. <laughs> Chasing Amy. Ryan, I will not let you ruin my pitch to Doritos. <laughs> this needs to happen. That was Good Boys Gone Bland. Run away from Amy. And Denali's bad ideas. Goodbye. <laughs>